So you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jeff Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's... It's the Game Raven Wrestling Podcast. Oh, oh, hot diggity damn. Here we are, back again. Once too many times has it been so long. I don't even know what that means, but we're back again, and it's been a hot minute. And as per usual, you all know my name. My name is Josh. I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And we're here for episode number seven of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Good fucking lord, dude. It's been a fucking minute. It's been too fucking long. Let me take off these fucking headphones now that the intro's done. God damn, that was, it was, it's been too long. And maybe it's been because of the fact that we've also had other podcasts going on. We've had other things happening. Now, granted, we should not have neglected wrestling the, to this effect. One, one of the things that we, we prize the most. Oh, and you know what's funny? The two major influences, I would say, in our lives are Star Wars and wrestling, right? And those two podcasts both have been neglected heavily. So <laughs> Which is good because that means we're working on other things that are uh, That's true. Know, rounding out our... That's true. We're, we're our, rounding out our... Our, our characteristics? Yeah, or, there you are. Expertise. Our traits, our yeah, there you go. Characteristics. <clears throat> expertise, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, true. We're, we're, uh, we're expre- expanding and broadening our horizons, as, as it were. So, yeah. So, anyways, I know it's been a while, and uh, we figured that it would be... With the recent events that have taken place, uh, regarding especially in the WWE, AEW, and more specifically what's happened recently in the WWE with Survivor Series that just happened yesterday well, as we're recording this. Uh, I mean, shit. There's a couple different things. If, I, if yeah. you don't mind being oh, categorizing Good it, sir, go right ahead. Go right ahead, good okay, sir. Okay, first, I do want to talk about how wrestling has affected our lives. Yeah, okay. Because I feel as though it is applicable in many fashions. I mean, we, con- we constantly talk about Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, shouts to Eric Bischoff because... Fuck sure, yeah, man. Dude, to me, that was like one of the best eras of Raw. Oh, absolutely. When he, when he was general manager. Yeah. Um, so his, his, his methodology of storytelling and things like that. And I know like you probably didn't necessarily see WCW as much as maybe say I like I did. No. But that to me, WCW was peak professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. That 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 war that they forced each other between Monday Night Raw and the Monday Night Wars, that whole ninety late ninety six to probably ninety nine two thousand was peak professional wrestling. Yeah, and honestly, it was really all because of Eric Bischoff because he pushed the envelope and forced everybody to say, well, at least the WWF to say, hey, we need to start getting our shit together. And we need to put out some good stories because look what they're fucking doing. They're changing the narrative here, and we are playing catch up at this point. So anyway, it's yeah. also kind of a interesting parallel. I know it's not one to one between uh, WCW and AEW, right? Yeah, but there are similarities. There's things that happen that you're just like, 
shit, man. Uh, it feels like it's happening all over again because there was all the locker dysfunction that happened in WCW. It's yep. hap- it happened in fucking... Happened in AEW with Jack Perry and fucking CM Punk, which is something that we're going to be transitioning to fucking later. The fucking flashpoint moment of yeah. wrestling, dude. Holy yeah. fuck, man. So much shit happened on Saturday. But hold on. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's... But the main thing is... Um, I feel like I've been kind of dealing with stuff. And it it's some of it is like family related. Some of it is professionally related i guess you could say um but i'm i'm of the opinion that i'm on board with the full heel mentality dude this is this this is part one of the podcast second part will be i do want to talk briefly about AEW with the pay-per-view event that here happened here in inglewood or rather in southern california because I just want to talk about one specific moment because I've never seen anything like this, but it has to do with Hangman Page and uh, Swerve when they had their their uh, rematch and uh, there was some some uh, interesting event that happened <laughs> on it. And of course, there was Survivor Series, which is something we're going to talk about yeah, later. Yeah. But yeah, if, if that entices you, please stick around. But at the moment, I guess we're going to talk about personal life experiences or yeah. uh, how, how it applies, how we have... Wrestling applied to our own personal fucking lives. So, uh, I I am gonna be generic though, for the sake of uh, trying to think of the phrase. <clears throat> I'm just gonna keep it generic because it. I don't think it's gonna do any good to put names on people, <laughs> but <laughs> but just yeah. I there's something about the heel mentality to unabashedly be yourself. I think that's yeah. fucking important. Don't play to fucking don't play uh a, don't play up a nice role to be kind to somebody or whatever because you think it's going to benefit you in some way. Don't be a fucking bootlicker. Literally be whoever the fuck you want and don't apologize. That is the that is the heel mentality. Yeah. I I, I kind of believe in right now. Um yeah, I, I, if you got anything else to add, like your perspective on what full full heel means. Oh, man. Yeah, full heel is, it's the unapologetic ability to just be yourself and not give a shit. And that's, that's one of the things that I find interesting is that's what is, that's what makes people look at some you know someone like us or whoever to that that, oh we're the bad guy because we say what we want to say we do what we want to do and we don't apologize to anyone for it we don't really care right and if you're going to be a quote-unquote bootlicker or you're going to be a uh uh, the nice guy. If you're going to play up the face role, you just get along with everybody. Everything, oh, it's just so nice and pretty and everything's just so great. People, for some reason, A, they like that, but then they also don't really believe it, I think, either. And I don't think and they respect you. Tr- true. I don't think they do either. And that's the thing that I think people hate, or I should say love to hate mm. about a heel is that they don't like what they stand for but God damn it, do they respect him for it. Mm. And that's what makes it so, that's what makes like people could cheer as hard as they want for a face, but they will never boo harder. They will never be more invested than when they're going against who someone that they don't like, the bad guy, the heel. Mm-hmm. 
or the villain or whatever you want to call it. And to me, that's what's so interesting about just not only wrestling, but how it applies to everyday life. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like uh, it's crowd work. It's like uh, if you can get <clears throat> under the skin of somebody, yeah. whether you they like you or not, it does not fucking matter because you provoked an emotion within them. Yeah. And that is fucking that's all you could really ever want in 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 terms of like your professional career or even fucking your own personal life is if you if you can make a family member or or even a friend say fucking wow this guy's this guy did something yeah. he got under my skin it doesn't matter if it was good or bad but yeah or think about even think about it this way too people when they watch something right or anything if they, let's just say wrestling because obviously that's what this fucking podcast is about but let's say like when John Cena was champion and it was he was champion forever and people got fucking up to board with it and they yeah. were just like uh you know what no matter how much of a mark they were for John Cena, they could probably miss a pay-per-view or two or a title defense or two because they go, you know what? I know he's not going to lose. I know he's got this. I'm good. But if you've got the opposite where you've got a heel champion that people hate, they will fucking tune in every single match, every single title defense because they want to be there when that heel finally got humbled, when they got their fucking... Or to see what they're going to fucking do. or Yeah, or to see what they're going to do, see what new ridiculous shit they're going to do today and at least, you know, the 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 phrase that uh, Adam brings up is to, to make them sports entertained. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. god damn, like, that's what being a heel is about. It's about getting people... Getting under their skin and getting them to yourself, right, but not and not apologizing for it. And I'm not saying that like you can't be kind to people, but it, you got to do it within your limits. Like, you know, have have some fucking dignity and respect for yourself, not to be a fucking pushover. Well, yeah, it goes back to that old saying: "Do not mistake my kindness for yeah. weakness." Right? Yeah. I don't just because I'm nice to you, don't think I'm a bitch because mm. I'll fucking come crawl up your ass and 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 whoop it six ways from Sunday yeah. if if you cross me. And, you know, that's where, like you said, not to name any names, but yeah, that's where we're at with certain people right now is, you know what? We tried playing the nice guy role and being positive. I dude, I, and don't mistake me for somebody that is trying to be an asshole intentionally, but dude, I I believe in people, man. Like I really do believe people. I try to get in on early on people to say like, Hey, I respect what you're doing. And you know, you and I see eye to eye on things, and you know if if some somewhere down the road we can meet up and link up and do something together yeah. in a collaborative fashion. Fuck it, it mean the world to me. And you know I'm not always going to get the right answer, which is yes, correct, it should yeah. be fucking yes, <laughs> right. But uh, I I just know that I'm going to get a billion times no. But that's the thing that gets under my fucking skin is that you go invest your time with people and. You care about them, and ultimately, you're not always rewarded for it. I mean, yeah, which is fine. Like it's the, sometimes it works out that way, but man, it just it some like just sometimes it just gets under your fucking skin, dude. Like, yeah, it, it's like a father when, granted, you're brought into this world by your parents, right? So you have no choice or anything like that. True. And your parents' job is to take care of you and raising all this stuff. So when they ask you to fucking cut the grass or to, you know, um, you know, go run a specific area. I can't think of 
uh, you're gonna fucking do it because if you if you were lucky enough to be raised by good parents, then you, no questions asked, right? And that's right, kind yeah. of like that's kind of the scenario sometimes is you 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 get in good with people, you try to do right by them, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's not reciprocated. So, right, right. So if ho- does that make sense? If, is what I'm saying makes sense if, if it's playing into the why someone would turn heel, I guess you could say, quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I, you know, shit. I think that the the proper mentality, right? And it's not for everybody. It's not, it's not something that everyone can do because there are some people that I believe are just generally just too nice fucking good, good people. They're good, legitimate people, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think, and we're not saying, oh, you got to be the bad guy in every fucking single aspect of your life. But it's it's about being not being a bad guy just to be a bad guy. It's about doing it when it's called for or when it's when it's right. Yeah, know? like at your job, dude. If they're like, hey, uh, we need you to take on fucking more work, and uh, and you ask them, hey, where's where's the fucking yeah, where's extra pay? Where's my where am I moving up in my position? Right. When's, yeah. all, when's, when, when's all that stuff happening? Oh, sorry. Well, we, I mean, the best we can do is a fucking pizza party. <laughs> cool. I'll see you. Uh, here's my yeah. fucking resignation. I'll see you later. in hell. I'll see you in hell. Fucking here's my resignation later. I'm going to take my fucking talents to, I'm going to just, for the sake of fun, I'm taking my talents to fucking AEW and yeah. getting my fucking pie, dude. Like, yeah. getting a nice little bump in salary and getting treated the way I fucking should be. That's that's yeah. a heel moment right there. Yeah. And then and then going one. and then going to AEW and causing a fucking major ruckus and then essentially just going back to the original place you came from <laughs> and then fucking and then fucking getting even more money. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh <laughs> who could be who could we who? possibly Oh my god, dude. CM Punk is just such such a fucking template of how you market yourself, dude. Yeah, man. I don't care 100%. what you fucking think about that dude. The guy's a fucking genius, man. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. So we'll we, we'll talk yeah. about that more later. Yeah, but at this at this juncture, I think that it is a hundred percent acceptable. It is damn near necessary for us to take on this this heel role to be ourselves, to be unapologetic about who we are to do what we want to do and not give two shits about what anybody else thinks, to not be discouraged from doing anything because someone says, oh, you know, that's that's a dumb idea. I don't think that's going to be very good. Okay, I don't care. I think it's going to be great. Go fuck yourself. We're, I'm doing it. Mm. Yeah, Whatever, I do what I want. Yeah. So that's where I think the heel mentality really shines is – in because if if we, if you don't have that fucking mentality, if you don't got that dog in you, as they say, mm-hmm. that heel. No, you know what? If you don't, you got that heel in you. All right, that's what it needs to say. Because you got to have that fucking heel. You got to have that bad guy in you somewhere. And if you don't have it in you, it's it, it's you're just gonna get walked all over. And I think everybody's got that shit in them. I think everybody has the capability to do it. It's just a matter of what brings it out of them. What makes them fucking their essentially fucking turn heel? Yeah, you yeah, is it your job, job, your friends? Yeah, is it fucking you know your your audience who doesn't listen to you and you know 
fucking only the Belgians listen to you? Like, is that? <laughs> yeah, dude, because think about this. I mean, how much less, hmm. I don't know if I'm going out of my, if I'm going out on a limb here, but <clears throat> I think for a heel, you also have to think about the psychology of an environment. Right. You have to understand the audience and maybe, I don't know if this is necessarily true. Maybe you can argue against it. We'll see what you think. But for like a face person, you know, somebody yeah. that's all good and shit, they don't have to put as much thought because no. they're just mostly just pandering, right? Right, yeah. It's easy. And, and for the other side, it's like, I mean, shit, if they eventually turn face, if they they have the elements of a good guy, if they're a tweener, you have to understand both sides of the, of the fucking right. spectrum. Yeah. And everywhere in between, so... And, it, it, yeah, and for me, it's, I don't know, for me, it's, I feel like it's kind of hard to just be, in my, in my own personal life, it's kind of hard for me just to be face in general. It's like, if I'm going to just be, because uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one that just sits there and panders or panhandles and just, or pan, panders. Pan, pan, yeah. yeah pan, not panhandling. Well, I mean, pan, I pander. Yeah. Pandering, yeah. I'm, I'm not one to just do that necessity, uh, you know, for just fucking no reason or even any reason to really be honest with you. So it's kind of one of those things where, it's harder for me to be a face. It's it's easy for me to be a fuck the heel because it, it's fucking easy for me. I, I'm very easily able to say, nah, nah, fuck you. I'm done with you. Like, it's very easy for me to do that. Yeah. And I think that maybe me trying to be, quote unquote, oh, the bigger man or be the whatever. Like, oh, no, that's that's difficult. And I don't want to do that. Fuck that. All right. That's too much fucking work. And it's not even fucking worth it. Uh, because in the end, if you're whether you're in uh, kayfabe or you're in real life, you know, for me, being the being the face is kind of difficult, but I like being a bad. I like being the bad guy, man. It's yeah. I've always liked the bad guys in every fucking thing that I do or watch or every fandom that I be, have been a fan of. Yeah, just because of the simple fact that a I think the bad guys are generally cooler. And one of the things that's awesome about being uh, the <laughs> bad guy is that you you get to have that depth you get to have the reason like why did you become a bad guy right there's like this whole depth of character that a good guy is just kind of one-dimensional bad guys are all fucking eight dimensions they're they're playing 8d chess fucking all day every day with themselves and that's why they're fucking such horrible people maybe or why people think they are but i I, I think uh (laughs) i don't know if this is out of line to say but it doesn't really matter because if you're adopting the full heel mentality you don't apologize for what exactly what you fucking are i think once we reach a certain point I think we got to pull a Jay and Silent Bob moment yeah. and just go fly everywhere to find out where... Oh, all the people that talk shit about us? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? Because, because people will say, oh, you are that fucking petty? You're fucking yep, right. You're goddamn you. right we are. Yeah. Once we hit that point, whatever it is, whether it's you know the podcast reaching fucking a million streams or whatever, the, yeah, whatever yeah. that goal is, dude, if we, if we hit the goal of even the monetary right. aspect... We're fucking taking a flight everywhere. We're just, I mean, maybe we'll do an anonymous, anonymous. Actually, no, I don't have to. No, no, no. We're going to let them know we came, we <laughs> yeah. saw, we whooped their ass. All yeah. right. Well, you, you, you know what? We're going to actually have shirts made yeah. and it's going to say, you just got your ass whooped yeah. courtesy of the Game Rage Wrestling yeah, Podcast. Dude, I might all right? actually That's- have fucking, you know, a fucking uh, clipboard. Like, oh, yeah. You remember <laughs> when you said this in 2009? Do you go by... Quote, yeah. <laughs> do you go by... Uh, uh, beef eater sixty nine on fucking uh, Yahoo Yahoo chat. Yeah. And did you say this? Yeah. So, oh yeah, that was me. And then we just throw the clip, cross it off, throw the clipboard, and start whooping ass. Yeah, dude. Steel I, chairs, putting people through tables. I'm just, I'm just hoping 
that this is an any percent speed run to fucking fame. Uh, not for the good reasons, mostly for the bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To just do complete debauchery to people that have wronged us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to be complete assholes. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, within a year or so we can <laughs> make that happen, turn it into <laughs> content, because I would love to fucking... Oh, to, yeah. to film that? And then you know what would be even better is if we could then film it and actually make it like a legitimate wrestling like have a ring set up like in like somewhere where we're at just have a ring yeah. set up and then just be like all right you said this shit now we're gonna fight tag team match you better get a friend yeah. oh you don't have a friend well i guess it's a two-on-one handicap match yeah uh and i hope i hope this conversation enlightens you to tap into that side of yourself that oh man it's uninhibited it's fucking crass it's brash it's evil uh, so you don't have to apologize to anybody and you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want and not give a fuck what people think. And yeah. if you, if you have an example of that, please share it with us. Oh, email, absolutely. Fuck, fucking email us. Yeah. Make, make a video of you kicking your boss's ass or whatever. Oh, dude, that, if, if we could see some people beating their boss's asses, stone cold Steve Austin oh my style. God, dude. If you, okay. If you give your boss a stone cold fucking stunner, I'm telling you right now, you are, you are hired. You can you don't have to give a fuck about. We're not making any money right now. We'll pay you. Okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. You can come work for us if you fucking. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. You you coming here? Or all right? if you cut a fucking G S. Oh promo uh, promo oh, on, on somebody, dude, mm. and you just wreck them emotionally and emotional screw, damage. Emotional damage. Yeah. Uh, just let us know, man. I'd love to have those fucking moments Ugh, uh, immortalized in yeah. video format or even audio, whatever you want to do with it. Pictures. Oh, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. Just let us know, dude. I, I would love to hear to hear those moments or even see those moments. But do you have anything to add to this this uh, this topic? No, I think we pretty much talked it out with uh, with the heel mentality. And just I'm all in. That's it. I'm all in. I'm all in, dude. I'm all fucking in. So. Moving on now, you said you'd wanted to discuss some things going on with the All Elite Wrestling, uh, specifically the show that happened here in uh, the Kia Forum in the old Inglewood area. Yeah, um, I guess the only thing I really had to talk about specifically is uh, Hangman Page versus Swerve. This was a badass match. Um, I think it was called a Texas Death Match, but I don't know what the equivalent of that is to... I think it's that, just a fucking hardcore match. Hardcore like, match, I mean, yeah. I, I they just put bad, a fancy name I on it, man. I feel bad for them because it's like they have to play second fiddle, so they got to come up with some fucking stupid name yeah. to compensate for something they can't have. They can't just say fiddle four-way. They got to come up with, like, the great value or members mark <laughs> version of that. <laughs> the final four-way. The final Yes, yeah. uh, yes. But the real highlight of the moment was fucking Hangman Page going ballistic on Swerve. And eventually Swerve was just kind of had like a Hulk moment where as much as he was getting his ass beat, like he just didn't feel nothing. But yeah. at some point during the match, Hangman Page, you know, Swerve has all this fucking blood just running down his face. I'm not sure if it was blood capsules or it was, you know, the razors yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to make those cuts or whatever. But man... I've never seen anything like this, but Hangman Page just fucking drinking blood. So he did like that Cody Rhodes thing <laughs> yeah. where he gets on his back and then he slaps. You know, he, I, what is it? It's he, like the he, Gold Dust thing where he lays down on his back and he slaps you in the face. Like. Yeah. So 
Hangman Page gets under Swerve and he grabs his face, I think, and he just starts drinking blood. And then he eventually goes to the top of the like goes to a corner and goes atop the ropes and just like just you know relishes the moment. And I yeah. thought that was one of the most badass things. It's so cool that we had really kick-ass pay-per-views in the last month, uh, especially yeah. a moment like that. Because uh, I've never seen anything like that. We've seen people bloodied up and all that shit, but to drink drink blood is straight savagery, dude. Yeah, that that is absolute bar- barbarism. Barbarism. Yeah. And I will say that I'm I'm fucking all about it because I I love that shit. That is some like drinking the blood of your enemies from the from their their skull or some shit. Drink, yeah. you know that that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, that really and that's and that see and this is where we're gonna get into the differences obviously between AEW and WWE where. Uh, well, me at least, as a millennial, quote-unquote, wrestling fan, like, we've kind of talked about this on other podcasts, but I don't know if we really talked about it on here. When we were kids, we were watching wrestling, right? We were watching the Attitude Era, right? When we were, like, you know, between 10 and fucking 13, right? That was, like, the age range or whatever when we were, maybe even less than that, maybe younger than that, maybe, like, nine. Um, and so you get into seeing, oh, man, we saw all this hardcore shit and all this crazy adult-themed stuff, and then basically after that, for the last, you know, since maybe 2004 or five-ish, we, we've really gotten this, like, PG It's been garbage. mostly cleaned up. I, I respect it, though, <clears throat> because if it means that we get Randy Orton or, you know, all these old heads longer. Right. The more established people in wrestling longer, then cool. Because you see some of that CZW or GCW oh, yeah. shit. And those guys don't last. They don't fucking last because right. they're fucking wrestling for chicken nuggets yeah. and, and dropping into <laughs> fucking... Uh, for dino nuggies. You know, uh, those... Those long tube, yeah, the tube lights on each other, dropping those from fucking two two story ladders onto each yeah, other, doing fucking power bombs off of houses and shit. Yeah, um, and that's great to see. Don't get me wrong. Oh, dude, I, I mean, but it's so saturated that it is, that, yeah. that type of shit right. doesn't mean anything when you're a nobody. Right, and when you get to see it on the bigger stage, I guess you could say that really. It, it, it's been something that I've been yearning for, at least, because before... Yearning. Yeah, prior to AEW, I mean, we had Ring of Honor, you had New Japan, which, you, you know, you had uh, AAA, which they weren't PG... None of those were PG-fucking-type deals. Um, but I don't think that they were... Not necessarily to the level of what, like, I'm talking about. Yeah, they had crazy shit, and the crazy shit would go down, but those aren't necessarily super accessible like WWE is, right? If you have a Peacock, Peacock subscription, you get everything, which is fucking great. That's why I had, it's the only reason I have a Peacock subscription is so I can see all the current pay-per-views as rare as I watch them for free. And I don't have to pay $49.99 or whatever the like fuck they're charging now. I feel like money's worth now because things, oh, things are starting to get interesting. I'm, oh, yeah, you think you're right. Well, listen, even, even just owning it for the one... Or two, because really I mainly would watch the big four over the last however many years, right? Big four meaning Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, <clears throat> and uh, Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble, yeah. And so I, I felt like I was getting my $120 a year worth out of just watching those four pay-per-views for not having to pay 60 bucks a piece. I felt like I was getting my money's worth on those. And then I can go back and I can still watch the old stuff when I have a, yank, a hankering, you know. Um, but... Prior to AEW coming around, that was what I had to do if I wanted to watch wrestling. I had to go watch old shit or, you know, I'd have to try to find where the fuck Ring of Honor was or fucking TNA was even hard to fucking find. And TNA just wasn't that good. That was the problem is, yeah, it maybe catered to a more adult audience, but it just wasn't good writing. It wasn't it wasn't just the wrestling was kind of meh. It, it was just kind of garbage. And so not to knock what those people are doing, but it just it wasn't to the you mean right now. 
Yeah, it wasn't to the caliber. Well, I don't know really how it is right now. Well, technically, uh, well, technically, AEW owns fucking Ring of Honor and fucking I don't know what the fuck TNA's doing, but I don't know what they're looking like right now. I haven't watched TNA in a while, but they were good at one point. It was yes, Kurt Angle. And like yes, Steiner, they were good. That was Hogan and yeah, Michael. that was. But again, that was like 2010s. That yeah. was like that was prior when the WWE went full PG area. I was still kind of watching it a little bit, but I was mainly watching yeah TNA because they were really kind of bringing the old heads like you said back like that main event mafia all that stuff man that was just fucking Samoa Joe and uh AJ oh styles. yeah AJ Styles man that was just classic shit that was like fucking awesome and you know I was watching that primarily as well as like I said when you could find fucking Ring of Honor or, or whatever else was on yeah. New Japan would come on AAA would come on and so I just think that within a within you've got AEW doing these adult things but they're never Never, and I hate to say this, but I think it's pretty obvious. They're never going to be to the level of WWE. It's never going to fucking happen. And they're never going to overtake the WWE either. That's impossible. It's never going to happen. Especially now that the WWE's been purchased by the fucking whatever, the company that was UFC. And because of that fact alone, now it doesn't matter if Vince dies. No. Because that was the one thing that I always said was, well, you know what? Maybe when Vince dies... Maybe AEW's got a chance. That's when there's going to be a weakness, and you can strike, and you can fucking go in, and you can fucking maybe do something, and maybe you can become the number one brand eventually. But now that there's a third party that is in control of them, it doesn't matter. Once Vince dies, the machine will run exactly as it's been running. And, I mean, you can see it in the production value. Um, not to say the WWE had poor production value prior, but when I'm watching it now, it looks like an NFL broadcast. Like, I am not shitting you, man. Like, Survivor Series... I, it felt like I was watching a Super Bowl. Okay, like, so here I have something to add because yeah, okay, go ahead. I don't remember if it was Raw or Smack. It was Becky Lynch because I don't remember if Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch is on Raw, but she she wrestled against this. Uh, I believe she's Chinese. Her name is like Zaya Leong or something uh-huh. like that. Man, they kind of <laughs> hammed it up a little bit, yeah. Because you know how they have the augmented reality shit. With, oh yeah, like, yeah. You the know, shit in the, the sky or whatever. Yeah. Stuff. So when she came out, she had like fucking okay. So she had the um, what are those things called that are um, they have knives on them, but you hold them. Uh, what are they called? It was on the South Park episode. I think Stan Stan had those weapons. Oh, they're like tonfa sticks or something Tom, like yeah, that. Yeah, tonfa sticks. Yeah, she had those. Mm. And when she was swinging them around, they had. Like lightning on them, oh, so it, it was kind of like stupid. But because yeah, only you could see it at home, right? Like the people in yes, the arena couldn't but, see it. But the thing that kind of makes it like hammy is that they're trying to portray the idea that these people are like super <laughs> human. Yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of stupid. But I'm like, ah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of cool. But to a five year old, yes, of course, it would look right, fucking yeah. amazing. But it's just stupid because you're like, from your understanding, these are just people trying to wrestle and be right, champion. Yeah. That that's that's where it's where right? yeah right. But you're asking me to suspend my disbelief that this fucking woman has the ability lightning to shoot pa- lightning out of her tonfa. Like, <laughs> I I don't know, man. Okay, it's like again when we were watching the Attitude Era when we were like ten or whatever. <laughs> The greatest thing I ever saw was the Undertaker and Kane fighting with magic on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Literally shooting fire and lightning bolts. And even to this day, 
not that Kane really still wrestles anymore, but when he comes out and he fucking does the thing and he puts his arms up and then he puts them down and the fire comes out of the ring post and shit, I still only believe the that, ring post. Yeah, only the ring post. I still believe that he's actually making that happen, okay? Because <laughs> of that shit. Even though I know it's fake, I still believe that, that, that he's making it happen. Yeah. Because that was fucking awesome shit. Now, again, as adults, if we would watch that as adults, maybe we would have the same opinion as we do now, which I'm sure we probably would. Or fucking uh, Paul Bearer being trapped in a fucking <laughs> cement box. <laughs> disappearing for a minute yeah and then miraculously just comes come, back at some point for whatever reason i imagine it's because he's undead or that's what <clears> they want you <throat> to right believe. yeah 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 you know well it's funny you bring that specifically up about the 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 magic and stuff like that because i after watching survivor series i, I have a theory all right yeah all right and maybe we'll, we'll get into it right now because we're going to talk about it so <laughs> d- did you have anything else to go on this thing specifically about Whatever we were fucking talking AEW and oh shit, uh, yeah. Well, because you were talking about the production of WWE. Oh yeah, and everything. The production value because yeah. whoever's fucking operating the fucking media truck that controls yeah. like when to cut. Sometimes they don't get that shit right. Right. It's yeah. Been happen- it, it happens frequently with like AEW. And that's oh, the yeah. difference between them and fucking because it's like a whole fucking thing with WWE. They're they're very. I mean, it's perfection. They get, they get the shots right. Oh, dude. like when you have a spot whatever camera angle they want they get yeah. it and it sells the moment even more and AEW sometimes it's it's fucking lost in the shuffle because they cut too many times yeah and it just doesn't work it, and that's one of the things i think that wwe has perfected and i think that this new company that's taken over has really embraced that is involving the camera crew and everything like that and the whole production in in the creative because you already know what's going to happen, right? Everything's pre-scripted and predetermined as to how the match is essentially going to go. So when you know you've got, let's say, five big spots that are going to happen in this match, you know when they're kind of going to take place. You can pre-position, you, you know, it's up to the director and everybody to pre-position the camera guys and then for the camera guys to know where they need to be to capture the angle. And then it could also just be the fact that they probably have 20 fucking camera guys down there. So they literally have it from every fucking angle that you could possibly want. Yeah. They have but people ringside, they have people fucking in the stands. They got the yeah. fucking boom cameras. They got fucking drones. Now I saw a fucking one. It's like, they got every fucking thing. And that's eventually what I'm curious to see what's going to happen is when it turns into just all basically drones being the fucking cameras if they can create drones that don't make the buzzing noise very loud and you can, you know, have a little, a full fucking camera on there and do it. Yeah. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah. You could have like, I mean, for now it'd probably be like a supplemental. Camera. Yeah. Like, like for, for a hell of cell match, you get the, <laughs> the above view angle, like the bird's right. eye view, but that's about it because then it's like the noise of the fucking thing would just overwhelm the yeah. fucking, the, the production of it. But, and that's one of the things that AEW is bad at. They're terrible at, like you said, they fuck that shit up all the time. They fuck up the cuts. They fu- there will be a move that you know is a high spot, and mid-air, they will change fucking camera angles. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That is some amateur shit, and that's one of the things that, granted, I don't know if it's a production issue or what it is, but that's one of the things that really makes AEW look kind of low-rent. amateur And amateurish, yeah, is it's just like, and uh, AEW, like WWE knows, okay, so when you're selling the elbows, right. they'll... they'll the camera will cut to the camera behind, so it looks like they're getting their ass whooped. Oh yeah, so that you don't know. And I feel like that type of shit doesn't happen in AEW. And but, you know, but I will add, not to completely shit on AEW because I love it just as much as WWE because they're yeah. you know they're competing against them, and I think right. them existing only means better things for both yeah. companies. But uh, 
One thing that has been lost to WWE is the pyrotechnics. I know we already talked about that, but mm, yeah. I miss that shit, and I miss the stage productions for specific pay per views. Um, so, which AEW th- does does that? They 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 are heavy, more heavy on the pyrotechnics. So, so maybe their hand will be forced to do more of that shit with CM Punk being at. WWE put the fucking nail in the coffin, in my opinion. So AEW's yeah. gonna have to step it up in other fashions. Oh yeah. Whether it's stage production or really com- uh, creating compelling stories amongst all, they need to drop the titles. Like they need to narrow it down to like four titles, so they have like yeah. Oh no, actually take it back, six to eight for you know tag team titles, intercontinental titles, and your main event titles. Yeah, and that's it. So that's I think that's six. But anyways, yeah. What do you got? Yeah. So, um, no, I was just gonna say too. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I love AEW as well. I, I mean, good wrestling is good wrestling, right? I mean. I don't want to shit on them too hard, it, but if, if we're comparing and contrasting, there are a lot of glaring differences between the two. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyways, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Let's uh, let's get into Survivor Series. Are you are you ready to to jump into Survivor Series right now? Oh yeah, uh, sure. I mean, I don't know if so, there's anything else to add about. I, yeah, well, I don't think. Well, the, there's the, going to be more to with the discussion of of AEW getting the final nail in the coffin with the CM Punk thing after we talk about the CM Punk thing. So, so we will continue this discussion after we talk about this. But right, yeah, go ahead. So Survivor Series, I fucking, this this was the first pay-per-view I've watched since fucking WrestleMania. So, so it's been six months. Yeah, I haven't, I didn't even watch SummerSlam. I was just kind of not interested, I think. And I just said, whatever. So uh, I watched it and you know, I have to say for, I mean, shit, it was a three and a half hour fucking production or whatever. So, I mean, it wasn't, shit, you got your money's worth if you're paying nine ninety nine for the fucking, uh, the Peacock oh, subscription. Yeah, I mean, you got hell of your money's worth. And then. Bro, they, they released the fucking shirt immediately after the, the oh, CFB yeah. Survivor And I'm like, mm, I kind of like it. And then, you know, what's great. They immediately did as soon as it was over too. They had this whole section on Peacock that was, it was literally called Best in the World. And it was all CM Punk's oh, greatest man. hits, man. Genius, bro. So they fucking, already knew. Oh, yeah, of course. This was planned. They yeah. knew this was going to happen. And it was genius. And it was fucking orchestrated perfectly in my opinion, as only the WWE could fucking do. But, dude, only in fucking wrestling, man. You, I know women have their reality television shows. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, man, we're talking about all-time great fucking wrestling dramas. Like, just, Oh, man. Oh, man. In a million years, did you ever think that you would see, see CM Punk, dude, his last word is like, the only way this company is going to fucking, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, yeah. is if... Uh, you know, fucking Vince McMahon dies. Like those were his last words, and you know, he jumps to he jumps ship to fucking AEW, and then he makes some spiel to MJF that like, oh yeah, go ahead and fucking jump ship and go to WWE, <laughs> and you know, main event night four for a two for one buy, yeah, uh, yeah, for the tickets or whatever, and uh, yeah, CM Punk jumping ship once more for bad behavior because of Jack Perry, yeah. W- for whatever him, the like, fuck yeah for whatever reason and back back on the w dude you could never have planned anything like this in a million fucking years dude no yeah i don't i don't think so um so anyways anyways let's get into the pay-per-view yeah. itself so the the opening match was the women's uh war games match or whatever and i have to say i enjoy 
the WWE women's division wrestling. I think they're, I think they're very good athletes. I think that they fucking are competent in wrestling, which is something that's hard to see in, because I think a lot of companies put together a women's division just because they feel obligated to, not because they have the talent roster to support that. And I think the WWE does a very good job bringing chicks up from NXT and pretty much all the, the, the people that are in the women's division at this point, had started in NXT and have fully all gone through the system, even with, all the veterans. With with the exception of the woman from uh, uh, AEW that just got added. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Jada Cargill? Yeah. But isn't she in NXT still? I think she's still in NXT. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the yeah. main roster yeah, 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 chicks. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the main roster women's wrestlers are all mm. NXT alums, I believe. And even like their top veterans right now, they all came from NXT. They all so now everyone who's graduated from the system is now in the the big time basically. And mm. so, I mean, a it proves that their farm system works. It proves all that stuff. But anyways, onto the match. the uh, The match was pretty good. I the one thing that obviously you sent to me, you were like, "Oh, this is going to be a fucking meme." It is, dude. and it is. You're right. The IO Sky. Right, that's her name, Eos guy. Jumping. Now, I will say this: the way that she got that trash can up the thing was fucking awesome. I (laughs) I was a little pissed off because you you sent me the the meme before I actually saw it like happen. Mm. So I was like, oh, that I kind of was like, man, this is kind of whack. But once I saw it, how it unfolded in the match, I said, God damn, that was good, man. They fucking they did some good shit on that. And like, she literally, the chick on the outside, their like stable mate, literally. Uh, Dakota, I think it's Dakota, Dakota, Dakota Kai. Yeah. yeah, Dakota Kai. Fucking, she takes a fucking carabiner and clips it with a chain yeah. to the fucking trash can, and then Eos guy's on the top of the cage, and she fucking just dumb waiters it up, fucking the thing, and then unhooks it, yeah. and then she's just looking like, oh, all right, fuck this, puts it on like, uh, like you said, um, what did you say? She looks like that fucking the fucking egg from uh, the Garfield <laughs> cartoon, like. Yeah, where the, the leg's sticking out, and then the he's just a shell. And she just yeah. fucking jumps. And just jumps off it's, into it's, everybody. It's comical, but it's actually kind of cool, because it's like, I've never seen anybody fucking dive off the steel cage with the with a trash, trash can, can on top of them. Yeah. Man, and that's also, like, you gotta fucking know, because, like, you can't really see, so, like, you gotta be like, well, I'm jumping, like, yeah. let's see what happens. <laughs> like, fucking, but, and then when she was, when she landed, the trash can obviously falls off, and then she did this thing where she kind of, like, half got up and was like, Oh, like she kind of waved at yeah. everybody. Like she's like, "Holy shit, I survived!" Like, yeah. and then and then was like, "Oh wait, I gotta sell this." And then was like, "Ah," oh. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, and then Charlotte, uh, she responded to that with like a backflip, a moonsault off a, the cage, right? Yeah. yeah, which was fucking. That was also fucking pretty cool and, and impressive. Which is probably almost worse because. I mean, anything can go wrong. Oh, like, yeah, it, so well, it was cool to see. Yeah, it was cool to see, especially like because, uh, you know, what's his name? Kurt Angle did one off the top of the steel cage back in the day. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> think he actually connected it. I think he missed, yes. Yeah. And he landed fully flat on it, like <laughs> like belly flopped, yeah. which, God, that must have hurt because those cages back then were taller yeah. than they are now. Yeah. And that is insane. But anyways, so, yes, quite impressive. Uh, overall, the match was pretty fucking decent. I had a pretty good time, and I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I like damage control, man. I like that fucking. I like what they're all about. They're just they're just being dirty assholes to everybody, and like I fucking love it, man. Yeah, I mean they're really selling the whole uh, Bailey getting betrayed. I think yeah. I'm gonna have her fo- go face because Asuka. See, I mean, I don't know how this is gonna come out, but hopefully, never mind. Don't dis- disregard <laughs> what I said. But Asuka is becoming the ringleader of the group. And yeah, it, like Kairi Sane, which was like the pirate 
She was like the pirate queen in NXT. Yeah, yeah. And then Io Sky. I mean, they're all Japanese. So they're right. all kind of like, there's, you know, they're, they're on the same page because, I mean, they well, all came wrestle. from Japan together. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they know, you know, there's kind of like that familiarity. And yeah. Maybe like a little bit of a sisterhood going on. Right, right. And now you kind of, and then Dakota Kai, for some reason, I don't know why <laughs> she's in there, but like, even her also selling the fact that the betrayal is going to come with yeah. Bailey. It feels weird because she, even she feels like she's going to get excommunicated at some point. But anyways, yeah, it, it the, the stable's cool. The Bailey face turn is eventually going to come. I'm yeah, sure it's yeah. going to be at Royal Rumble or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, That'd be a good spot what to else, have it. What else do you have to have about that? Um, about that match specifically, nothing really. It was, you know, I, I don't know if I had to rate it. Um, out of ten, I'd say it was a good solid seven and a half, man. It was. Yeah. It kept me. It kept me very sports entertained. Kept me, yeah. I was sports entertained out of ten. That's yeah. sports entertained out of ten. Good, <laughs> good shit. All right. So, did did you end up watching the whole pay per view or did? You yeah, basically. Kind of- okay, so the only two matches I skipped were well, really, I think it was just the one match was the like that grudge match between uh, what's his name Santos Escobar. Yeah, I didn't watch and, that match, and, and then I kind of. Went in and out of Rhea Ripley because I knew she was just going to retain it. So I kind of went in and out of that. So that's the problem with, I think, the women's division is that there's no meaningful title defenses for her. And I don't think Nia Jax is like the solution. I'm kind of sad that they brought her back because there's been a couple regular Raws where I've watched it and she straight up like sat on somebody. Like she didn't. Because, you know, you have the ropes in the corner. Right, right. And you you, you grab on so you don't put all your fucking weight. Right. I think. The first time she came back, she straight up like sat on Rhea Ripley, <laughs> and I think she got like the wind knocked out of oh, her. Oh damn! But I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like she's like one of those safe, safe I, worker nah, people. Yeah, and I don't really care. I didn't really care for that either. And I don't see some of the because they have this woman named Raquel something. I forget her last name, but she's very imposing. She's like twice as big as fucking. Uh, Ray Ripley, but yeah, I don't know if I care if if she wins the title or not. Like, yeah, and everybody else, as far as like Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, like, yeah, those are all the familiar fa- faces, and I don't really care if they get the title put on them because they've won it before and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's not really. So I don't know. They got to figure that. They got to figure that shit out. Yeah, there's there's I don't know an issue the deal, there because I, I don't care. Like I didn't. Which I didn't is care. why. Which was funny is that that War Games match was. I feel I felt like the stakes were higher in the women's war games match than they were in even the, the Rhea Ripley the championship match. Like I, <sighs> yeah, that's bad. That's a bad. Yeah, time. that's not a good sign, right? Yeah. And so, but anyways, okay. So right after, wait, can I add something? Oh yeah, else? go ahead. It's also not a good. Well, it's a good. It's a double edged sword because Rhea Ripley as a character by herself, uh, being the unspoken of. Uh, leader of the Judgment Day because she's kind of the one that's right. orchestrating. Yeah, she got fucking Drew McIntyre involved. Yeah, with uh, the Judgment Day so they could have this fucking this war games match. This war game ma- war games match. But like, she's always been kind of somebody that's been pulling the strings, and I think she's interesting in that way. But it sucks because it's not the fucking wrestling itself. Also, yeah, to complement both the both sides of her, the storytelling aspect, and also rather the character, and also the wrestling side of her which is like the matches and shit I don't think have been uh helpful for her. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, continue. Um so then right after that, we get this what I felt like was going to be the dumbest promo ever, selling chips. <laughs> but yet turned out 
to be probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. Dude, it was fucking, I swear to God, it was like, it was one of my favorite things it, in the whole fucking paper. It completely caught me off guard. Yeah. I was literally watching, it was Otis and his fucking, whoever his tag team partner is, and Chad then the Gable. chick. Yeah. And then it was, uh, who's the other, uh, the other two dickheads that were in there with them? Uh, pretty they were deadly, chicks, right? Pretty yeah, yeah. deadly, and I forgot who else. Okay, and so then these other dickheads come in from fucking the British guys. I don't know who they are. They come in, and they're like, oh, hey, mate, you got some fucking crisps there? And he's like, chips. He's like, I got, what? What did you say to me, boy? And I, I like Otis, because he's your typical old boy fucking, like, you know, southern, like, America guy, right? So he's like, no, nah, man, these here's are potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't think he said it like that, but yeah. he's, and they're like, oh, no, they're crisps. Chips. And so they're arguing over the bowl, and then they fucking just throw the bowl at the wall, which was, yeah. which, that was funny. Yeah. And then he's like, God, now you see what you're going in and did? Yeah. God, messed up my chips. And then so everybody gets all pissy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, who fucking returns and pops up? Not just as a surprise to themselves, but also holding a freshly great done bowl of chips that's untouched. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, it's our truth Yeah. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend himself returns. And, and dude, the pop that, was, that happened in the arena was fucking epic. You could hear it from, even though this wasn't even in the arena, this was just a pre-taped thing. Yeah. It, the pop in the arena was epic when our truth comes out. And he starts saying all this shit, <laughs> and then he's like, no, man, y'all got it all wrong. These ain't chips or crisps. They ruffles, man. And he's like, and they're delicious. And he just starts, then he starts eating them, and then they start doing the ruffles. What did he call it? The, the ruffles ruffle shuffle? shuffle? Yeah, like the ruffles. They ruff- get that guy, Tazawa. Yeah. Like, oh, man. It was, it was just so funny. And, yeah. and then R Truth is in the back going, oh, keep it PG, baby. Yeah. <laughs> keep it PG, dog. Yeah, that's right. Keep, keep it PG over there. Yeah, yeah. And so, my, my, I have a theory about R Truth, okay? All right. I believe. <laughs> After the downfall of The Undertaker, okay, the WWE needs a mythical figure, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's, that's what The Undertaker has served. They haven't really had one in a minute, a, a truly legitimate mythical figure. And when R-Truth came, comes back out of nowhere and just appears and has this magical bowl of never-ending chips, yeah. to me... I think R-Truth has become the new Undertaker. I think he is the immortal R-Truth now. Dude, okay, there's some there's some weight to this theory because if you've ever seen... Okay, R-Truth has been in the WWE for like 20 years. Fuck yeah, a long-ass time. <laughs> a fucking long-ass time. I think as long as fucking John Cena. Yeah, if not more. maybe even know. longer, maybe I feel like. I don't know. Point being, that guy's been around for a minute. That motherfucker doesn't look like he's aged a fucking oh, goddamn at day. all. So when you talk about him yeah. being immortal, dude. Right, that's what I'm like saying. With, with Undertaker. What sucks about The Undertaker is eventually over time, we saw that, yeah, man, he's getting old. He's getting slow. He's getting, R-Truth looks like the same as he did in fucking 2002 when he was fucking, <laughs> when he was wrestling. Yeah, we're ne- whenever he started wrestling. Yeah, whenever it was. Whenever he first came. I think he came into the WWE in the 1990s, man, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And... And yeah, I think, and it's funny because Survivor Series was always kind of dubbed the Undertaker's pay-per-view, and then it's funny that he returns, R-Truth returns at Survivor Series. Hmm, curious. R-Truth, the new Undertaker. You want to know what's curious is fucking the appearance of R-Truth for the number one 
Survivor Series of all time in viewership. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think he is the fucking draw. Oh, you're right. I yeah. think he absolutely is the draw because, you know, I think people had a feeling that R-Truth was going to be there. Mm. No one knew CM Punk was coming. No one knew Randy Orton was actually going to show up. But people knew that R-Truth was going to be there, and that's mm. why they tuned in. Yeah. R-Truth is a draw. A hundred percent. You know, we got to make that he, shirt. He, he, he is a ratings king, dude. <laughs> the ratings master, R-Truth. <laughs> All right. There's one more thing. <laughs> I had a pull from that specific segment. All right. <clears throat> I think it's kind of racist that... Oh, here he goes. Every fucking Japanese wrestler dude, yeah. gets relegated to the fucking clown role... It's, it, mm. They did it with Kaintai. They did yep. it with fucking Funaki. That's true. Tajiri eventually fucking became that. Yeah. And Tazawa has mm, basically has become that. that. Yeah. They made him do the little, little the, clown the, dance. Yep. Like, little, yeah. dance monkey, dance. But, man, is it fucking entertaining. And, you know, as much as I am saying that, um, I do, like, how, how would you feel about being in that role if you were paid to be the fucking clown? If you were paid to be Hurricane... Or if you got paid, let's say, 100 Gs to be the fucking clown. You don't have to take bumps or anything, but you get to be the clown of the WWE. Adam, I'd do it for like 85 Gs, all right? <laughs> I mean, I, to, just to fucking be on TV yeah. and to, just to be involved in wrestling, mm. shit. If I had to take bumps, yeah, I'd do it for like 120. If I had to wrestle, I'd do it for like 120, man, yeah. 120, a solid 120 a year. And then maybe, you know, I get like, uh, you know, maybe do like two two days a month, like, you know, two two dates, two Raws or two SmackDowns, a paper, two Raws and a pay-per-view, you know, yeah. I, I'd go for three dates a month, yeah. all travel paid for, absolutely, I'd do it for 85 grand. Yeah. 100%. No, right. no, no fucking questions asked. All right. I was just curious about that because, again, Tazawa being relegated to that type of shit. I mean, it sucks because we know the dude could wrestle, but the same token, if I was a fucking clown of WWE <laughs> and I got paid two, 250 Gs, yeah. I'd fucking, I'd, I'd do it. I'd be living it up. Yeah. I'd be having a great time. Yeah. It'd be the greatest gig ever. And also, that segment is probably one of the greatest uh, marketing promotions oh. that you could do for a fucking chip, dude. I mean, because, you know, there's a little story and everything. Yeah. And... It didn't even feel like I was being. It wasn't. A, it didn't wasn't, feel like a commercial. It didn't feel like a commercial. It, it didn't. Feel, and then I you might, throw in the return of our truth at the yeah. end of it, and I forgot we were talking about chips. But yeah. for some reason, I really want to eat some ruffles right now. Oh my god, dude! Like right now. That that yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Now the one thing that did piss me off about the ruffles campaign yeah. was literally to open the pay per view. It's Michael Cole and Corey Graves sitting there, right? And it's you know the cameras on them, and the, the, and the two little tiny, and they give them the full size fucking bags of ruffles. Don't give them the little personal fucking size, okay? Yeah. The little snack size. Yeah. I want to see if you're gonna market to me, market to me the party size fucking bag. Have those things. Have six of them sitting there. Just just go all out. Put the dips out. Why are you fucking? Why are you fucking around? Mm. All right. Don't be just fiddle fucking with these little tiny bags of ruffles. And oh, maybe you'll notice these ruffles, and you might want to buy some. And then of course, right after that. Uh, I think it was the next match. It was like, oh, and this, the Survivor Series War Games is brought to you by Ruffles. And they did the whole fucking, like, the 3D fucking uh, AR shit in the whole arena. It was like this giant Ruffles logo coming in. And I was like, oh, I mean, it, should, it was on the perimeter <clears throat> the whole fucking game. Yeah, right. It was. Paper. But again, I do think that they're, this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. I do think that they have become more of like an NFL style or 
Uh, this was like almost felt like a Super Bowl, right? That's what the pay per views kind of have become. You get the you, instead of the commercials, you're getting the fucking promos with the products. You know what I'm saying? Which honestly, I feel like is better if they're gonna if they're gonna do that. You know, <laughs> the one thing that I didn't like is because I caught I caught the replay. I didn't catch the live ver- version or whatever. And so I guess what they did is if you don't have if you had Peacock Plus. You instead of watching commercials during between the matches, you watched the backstory of the uh, like the match, right? Like the what led up oh, to it. Okay, yeah. And so in the replay, because I guess it was one or the other, they didn't leave in the backstory. They just cut it out. So it goes hard cut. They're like, and if you get Peacock Plus, you'll be seeing this. Otherwise, you'll be seeing commercials. And then it hard cuts to the opening of the match. So they could have left it in for the replay so you could at least see like, oh, the lead up. So I didn't get to see any of like whatever the lead up stuff was. It's probably because NBC wants their fucking... Right, but I have Peacock Plus, so I feel like, fuck, you guys should have left it in for me to watch at least because I pay for the fucking ad-free version. So... But I think that might be just because of the fact that they have to edit that out because it's. I'm sure the recording had the commercials in it, so they just had to fucking cut it, and then, oh, well. So uh, I was going to suggest, well, I'll suggest it later in the show of what we should do for Royal Rumble, but uh, remind me at the end so we can bring that up or whatever. Okay, but, Royal uh, Rumble yeah. and doing something. Doing something, yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay, so I watched that one. The, the next match was, I think, the Intercontinental title match. I think so, yeah. And so I watched that match. Um, man, Gunter is fucking great. Dude, okay, so part of the reason I love any matches with him is because some of them have... Uh, okay, there's this guy named... Uh, what's that? The rotund fellow from, like, Australia. Oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Well, anyways, this giant fellow... Yeah. Had a, had a title <laughs> match against uh, Gunther in... in on Raw for the IC title, the Intercontinental title. Uh-huh. And at some point, they had a meat slapping fest, dude. And I fucking love that, dude. I think I think one of the most underrated things we're talking about, when you talk about things that are overused, super kick without a doubt, but when you talk about underrated moments, dude, it's when you when you get a match that has a meat slapping fest, when you oh, do yeah. chops and shit. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love that. But anyways, go ahead. Um, yeah, so... Gunter is fucking great. I think he's an excellent fucking heel. He's very, he's got that just stoic fucking like no bullshit fucking attitude. Better than better yep. than anybody at wrestling. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. And and that's fucking great. And honestly, with I thought the Miz was a good pairing for this match because Miz is basically the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Super fucking arrogant. Obviously, Gunter is going for the more traditional wrestling style of character, and The Miz is a sports entertainer. And that was the... Were you sports entertained? I was highly sports entertained with this match, man. This match was fucking great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought there were a lot of good fucking moments in it. I thought the storytelling that they did throughout the match told a good story. Mm. Um, Yeah, obviously, The Miz fucking comes up short and gets tapped out in the end, but... To me, that's more, I don't know where they're going with this specific storyline. I think that there's likely going to be maybe a rematch or some sort of other thing that happens at the Royal Rumble, or maybe, I don't even know if they'll kick it all the way to WrestleMania, maybe. I don't know if that's what they have, what they have in, pl- in store. Now, I do kind of also think that the Intercontinental title picture is going to probably fucking change a little bit here. 
uh, in the future just because of what has transpired recently with two major fucking draws and stars coming back at this pay-per-view. I think some guys are going to get relegated and drop down to the IC title picture. Um, Can can, can I add something? Yeah, please add something. Okay. One one thing that Gunther has done is add prestige to the fucking yes. IC title. Yeah. And it's fucking amazing because I care about that more than fucking what Seth Rollins yeah, is doing. Yeah, I, I agree. And him having that crass attitude that he's better than everybody, he's the best, he, like, they call him the ring general, yeah. which is, like, a really badass Right, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that does wonders for the title, but now the question is who's going to take it off of him so it, it carries that same street, the same prestige uh going forward so that it doesn't lose meaning it, it it's that title that you know it's your stepping stone to the fucking right. main event eventually well and this is what i think is gonna uh, man what would be fucking great this is going on a bit of a tangent but what would be fucking great is if when they eventually have gunther lose the title obviously that's the cue that he's gonna move up to the main event picture. And I kind of thought, because he's been the champion for 500 and fucking whatever days, he's been the IC champion, ever. Now that I thought that he has that, I kind of thought he was going to drop this title at Survivor Series to to The Miz, because that would have been a good guy to drop it to, a veteran. It would have... It's like a yeah. solution. Right. Uh, until they get the next guy in there to carry. Because the Miz could carry the legacy or the prestige, right? Yeah. Because this, this, he, this would then, if he would have won the title, it would have put him tied with Jericho for the most intercontinental title reigns in history. So that would have then carried, that would have been a good guy to carry that prestige with. Yeah. Now, that didn't happen, obviously, but I kind of was thinking that if they were going to do that, they would, they would then, that would be the... The next story arc for Gunther is that the maybe he goes away and then at the Royal Rumble he comes back and he wins the fucking Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, that would be fucking sick. And then he challenges fucking Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's who you get to take the fucking title off Roman Reigns. Yeah. You get uh, that another guy to great do it. heel yeah. champion. And that way the next person, the next face gets built through him. Through right. Him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, which that would be fucking awesome. I don't think the W. I think the WWE is going to probably they're cash in. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to even go that route. I think Gunther will probably remain in the Intercontinental Title scene for a while, a year at least. At least he's going to at least he may drop the title some t- at some time and then win it back. But I don't think that he's going up to the main title picture anytime soon yeah and that sucks because i think that he's probably a guy that needs to get put in there now you've got this new influx where you've got okay randy orton came back yeah you got cm punk okay you've got all these dudes you got two titles now you got seth rollins and then you got fucking uh old boy roman reigns well really you got seth rollins to to bounce titles off of because fucking roman reigns ain't fucking him for a minute yeah he's gonna be the champ for a while i don't know i don't know if he's gonna lose at this wrestlemania but I feel 2025, they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to drop the title, man. You don't think so? You think he's gonna keep it forever? No, this feels like it's. Uh, he's a permanent champion. No, permanent. <laughs> he's gonna yeah. retire as the fucking champion. Yeah. Um, if this is WrestleMania 40, I feel for a decade, one of the uh, decade WrestleManias, you got to go big. So they either go big on fucking Cody Rhodes. 
the story's lost fucking steam, dude. It, it's I, not. No, it, man. It's, it's it's not there anymore. After this, it's not happening. It's going to be CM Punk, man. Unless they come up with some bullshit reason to say that, oh, SmackDown's roster, or no, rather, Raw's roster is too stacked. We need to send somebody over. So they send fucking Cody Rhodes back to SmackDown so he can finally face, get his rematch with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I don't know if that's actually going to happen or whatever. Honestly. But I just, I don't give a shit anymore. I don't, neither do I, because they had the opportunity when he came back from the peck fucking injury yeah. to do it. And they fucked it up by making, by having him lose. That was the time to have Cody Rhodes fucking take the title. And then now I think the time has passed. So, yeah. And I think we could probably add to this afterwards um with the match that uh did did you have other matches that you wanted to talk about or i think it gets closer to well basically the main event I, match, i'm yeah. done i'm done with pretty much the gunther it was great honestly i give that match a fucking eight and a half out of ten that was fucking great i was very sports entertained yeah um it was quite excellent and again i didn't i i skimmed through the other two i mean there were only what five total matches so mm. uh i, I kind of skimmed through the i didn't watch the santos one at all because i didn't care Rhea Ripley, listen, I, I'll be honest. I'm a fucking Rhea Ripley mark, all right? I fucking... She, she gets me so hot in muscle. the pants, dude. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> she's my goth mommy, muscle dude. mommy, bro, 100%. I, I fucking... I got the hots for her, so... Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it because yeah. of that. Uh, but otherwise, I didn't really care. Um, then then it was on to the main event, which... Did you have any more comments about uh, Gunther and the IC title? No. Okay, so the main event match was... Obviously, the whole, the whole of the Judgment Day, essentially... Uh, versus Cody Rhodes, uh, what's his name? Jey Uso, uh, fuck, Seth, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, and then who the fuck else was on that team? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sami fucking Zayn. Um, so, and then Randy Orton, obviously, was the, the fifth the guy. The fifth man, yeah. So, it all kind of, you know, starts out. Obviously, Randy Orton doesn't show up. He's not there. Oh, well, what's he, he going to show up? That whole fucking... Do you think they did that because in order to sell the moment, you can't just have the fucker in the cage? Yeah, of course. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Because then it kills like the... Well, because he, now he's here. Yeah, yeah, now he's here just standing in the cage. Or you'd have to have him start the match. But then what they did with it, I felt was more effective by having him come in. Oh, he's going to be late. And, oh, and that, then it was... It, where is he? Oh, oh, and then he eventually was the last person to come out. And then comes out and then fucking just goes on a, on a rampage or whatever. And then RKO's fucking everybody and shit. And then eventually, obviously, the match ends. They they win. The match itself was good. I I was very I was very sports entertained. Um, fucking right before Randy Orton comes out though, Rhea Ripley comes out with a referee with the Damian Priest Money in the Bank mat, uh, briefcase because Seth Rollins is dead. He is he has been murdered. <laughs> yeah and. And she's like, you're fucking cashing this in now. Go, 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 go. They're telling the referee, and then they're, like, arguing about it. And then the referee in the ring is like, are you sure you want to cash this in? And he's about to, like, say yes. And then you just hear fucking Randy Orton's shit come on. And then Randy Orton comes out. And then they're like, the the look of disbelief on their faces was fucking great. All four of them were just in there, like, they're just like, oh, fuck, man. Fucking Finn Balor, I think, was like, oh, God, what, what are we going to do, you guys? This is fucked up. We're going to get our ass. We're going to get murdered right now. They're Everybody, like, fuck. Everybody's getting fucking RKO. Yeah, dude. they're like, we had this in the bag. Fuck, man. We thought he wasn't here. God damn it. And then, which was great. They sold it perfectly. And then Randy Orton obviously comes in, kills everybody, and then the fucking whatever, the match ends. And the spot at the end, I think, should have been the fucking ending of the match with JD McDonough. 
getting thrown off. Right. Park. Yes. That should have been the ending. The, yeah, that should have been the ending. I, I thought they, yeah, that should have been it. But, eh, you know, whatever. It's, it's, you can't be fucking perfect all the time. Um, but, yeah, great solid match. And then, obviously, after the match is over, we have... The, le- the, the legend himself. The fucking surprise of the century. As I believe they said, a cold day in hell it was today. Oh, my God, dude. That, that tweet was so great, dude. I think... I don't know what the numbers were, <laughs> but the t- the Twitter numbers or X numbers yeah. were off the charts like within the hour. Now imagine what it's probably like in a fucking day. Oh shit! It's, it's probably gonna be like one of the greatest tweets of all fucking. Time. Oh yeah, it's gonna be one of the most popular tweets of all, the most seen tweets in in fucking history. Yeah. And what's what, funny? What, what feelings did you have? So I had obviously there was shock. There was disbelief. There was, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Now, then there's also a bit of sadness. Because this means it's over for fucking AEW. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. They yeah. might as well just kill themselves at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Assisted suicide. Yeah, get, it, get the fucking potassium, whatever. The potassium chloride fucking, <laughs> fucking yeah. mixture. Hook, get the cocktail. Veins, yep, and just fucking just push full send on that yeah. shit because you, it's over, man. You can't tell me that you had the most controversial, and I don't care what anybody fucking says, CM Punk is the most controversial figure in modern professional wrestling. He might even be... Full heel. Oh, full heel. The most controversial full heel, CM Punk, you had him in the palm of your hands, and you had him with motive because he hated your opponent. He hated your enemy. And, you know, the old adage, the enemy of my enemy, he is my friend, right? So you tried to make friends with CM Punk, but then what did you do? You just went ahead and pissed him off, and you made him, you pissed him off so bad that not only did you push him away from you, but you pushed him into the hands of the enemy, and the enemy said, God damn, this is great. We're going to take care of this. Yeah, it it doesn't (laughs) fucking matter how long this lasts. This moment is cemented as one of the greatest things that have ever happened in wrestling as far as drama goes. Because, never again, never in a million years did you think somebody that walked away from the WWE would come back, you know, nine years after the fact, you know, 2014 when he walked away. Yeah. And also being a hypocrite, mind you. Right, saying that he would never go back. I can't yeah. wait to see how he's going to rationalize oh, this man. one on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm definitely watching fucking Raw tomorrow night, yeah. and it's going to be, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to be fucking great. great, dude. It's going to be epic. And so one of the things that also makes AEW just fucking look so bad is, I don't know the numbers, but I guarantee you, okay, they're like this. The pay-per-view in which he came back in chicago okay hometown right he came back and he came back in chicago and it was at the exact same fucking state the exact same place in the fucking nuts dude. and then what did they do not after he had the whole thing like maybe six eight months later they do the uh the new showing of what was it that new show night not nitro it looks like nitro collision Collision, in chicago also (laughs) with cm punk re-debuting I bet you the combined numbers of those two shows did not audience amount, did not audience amount. you could combine the audience at the in the arena you can combine the audience at home for both those two shows it wouldn't even fucking touch the number that Survivor Series fucking did yeah and that's why AEW should just kill itself like that's <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell me you did it twice with him and you couldn't get anywhere near what the fuck they did yeah man okay <sighs> so I'm not going to pretend I know the entire situation between Jack Perry and, nah, fucking, we, we and CM Punk. Know. It doesn't really fucking matter because 
man, CM Punk got his. I'm sh- I'm sure it was just a simple conversation that says, "Hey, do you want to piss off AEW and make a lot of money?" Yeah, All I'm right, sure Triple I'm H. I'm sure Triple H sent him a text saying, "Hey, man, are you tired of sitting at home being pissed off for free?" How'd you like to make a shit ton of money and piss them off too at the same time? Yeah. Oh, hey, why don't you come out to Survivor Series? It's in Chicago. Fuck yeah, I'll be there. All right, for sure. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And you know what would be even better? What, what, Triple, what Triple H should do, because he is the ultimate fucking full heel. He is the fucking game, dude. He is the game. What this, he should do, yeah. 4D fucking chess right here. You call up Jack Perry and you say, hey man, you still suspended indefinitely and doing nothing? Hey, uh, you want to just fucking get out of your contract and come here? And face CM Punk oh, yeah. at fucking WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. And you want to be here in the WWE and you guys can have a fucking nice long feud because he, you, he got you fucking fired from AEW and then quit. Oh, man, how great. How much? That's fucking money right there. Yeah. That is fucking money if they were to do that. Because you're just stealing the heat. Oh, you stole all the heat from yeah. them. Now, because now if sure, if AEW was smart and Jungle Boy is still okay with them. I'd have him show up to the next fucking TV taping and I'd have him cut a fucking strong promo on CM Punk and say, look at the sniveling little boy. He didn't get his way. He tried to pick on somebody he couldn't fucking deal with. And now he went back to daddy over there, to big daddy fucking Vince. And now he's over there getting his ego stroked and all this money. What a piece of shit he is. And if you're AEW, you do that because you need to fucking you need to capitalize on this somehow. Yeah. And that's really the only way you can do it. And you have fucking Jungle Boy Jack Perry challenge CM Punk to come to here to have a match. No holds barred or whatever you want to call it cuz you know he ain't going to fucking show up or maybe he will. And who knows. So that's what you do, right? That's which that's how you capitalize on this and get people to watch you because of something he did. And then people are going to, yes, they're going to go watch CM Punk, and you know CM Punk's going to make some fucking comment on Monday Night Raw about that promo that was cut about him, and then people are going to go back to AEW to watch what this response is going to be. So that's how you capitalize on this. Sure, you're putting eyes on the enemy, but they got the eyes anyway. You need to do something to get some eyes on you. So if they don't do that to capitalize on this, they're truly fucking dead because there's there's nothing that they're going to be able to do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan's on suicide watch at this point. <laughs> I mean, he probably should be. Um, they should take all sharp, sharp objects out of his house, make sure the bathtub doesn't work, like all electrical objects fucking turn <laughs> yeah. off the electricity. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's bad. It is fucking bad. And I just, you're right, Triple H is the fucking game, and he's, he's the master, man. Yeah, that was fucking great, dude. I mean, to pull this moment off and to just fucking knock the wind out of AEW. I mean oh. shit i'm rooting for them because i love them just as much as the wwe but goddamn <laughs> they don't have a like, chance now that was like oh man that's that's like a hundred yard dash into a full fucking you know a kick into the nuts dude that well it's <sighs> it's so it's so bad that is like taking the equivalent of a semi-truck driving at 100 miles an hour just to your ball sack <laughs> yeah like the the force just to your like your ball sack is hanging over the wall mm. that it's crashing into and that's what you're feeling you're just obliterated yeah there's no fucking hope all right so moments great cm punk comes back Chicago goes oh, fucking goes nuts. fucking ape bananas, shit. man. Goes fucking ape shit. There's a bit of <coughs> there's videos of Seth Rollins going ballistic because uh, I think four or five months back he basically called CM Punk cancer to yeah. any locker room. And, <laughs> yeah. But then a month later he also said if it 
if it's what's best for business, then you know, so be it. But I think they're working that angle that he said that shit months ago. Yeah, he, they're gonna stick with that. If he if if CM Punk eventually goes for the world heavyweight title, um, so it seems like people were clued in last minute for that specific segment. Although Seth Rollins selling that moment as if it were real, convincing people. <clears throat> that was real. I mean, shit, that's great acting on his part for people to be convinced that it was like he was genuinely pissed at the most yeah. of these motherfuckers back. But to uh, move away from that specifically or whatever, uh, what do you think the implications of CM Punk and Randy Orton coming back means for the WWE? It's going to be good for business. That's what I have to say about whether what it's what it's going to mean for the WWE. Now, what it means for some of the guys in the locker room, it's going to be bad for them. Specifically, I'm talking about like Cody Rhodes. And here's the thing. I fucking in, in enjoy... This, in this business. <laughs> yeah, in this business. I enjoy Cody Rhodes. Dude, I, okay, I think he's a great fucking face. Like, so, it, so do I. I think he's a poster boy. Yep. The, the, the fucking the media scrums that he... Oh, entertaining as fuck, yeah. dude. I mean, shit, that last moment that they had at, uh, what was it, when <coughs> um, Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes won the tag titles? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, fucking, I don't even know what Jey Uso is fucking saying because he's drunk out of his ass. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, fucking Cody Rhodes is like, do you, do you feel him, sir? <laughs> and the most white boy, like yeah. fat, like somebody trying to fit in. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the best fucking moments ever, dude. Like, I I, I want nothing but good things to happen Cody to Cody Rhodes, Rhodes. So underrated, man. That that type of shit right there, that ability to do that yeah. is, is, is fucking underrated as shit. Yeah. And I want nothing but good things to happen to Cody Rhodes. The problem is, with what happened when he came back, mid-run, he tore his peck. Put him on the sideline. That fucked it up. That already killed his momentum. Mm. Nothing you can really do about that. Okay, it's an injury, shit happens, that sucks. Now he's been building back up the momentum. Okay, when he came back from the pec tear, he built it up, and then he got shut down by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That sucks. Now, since WrestleMania, it's been six months, he's slowly been building himself back up, and I felt like this Survivor Series was kind of him getting to that, getting back into that fucking full swing, and... I just felt like Randy Orton and CM Punk completely cut the legs out from underneath them. Not that I, I, that's bad for business, but it's bad for Cody Rhodes. I think this could turn into... <laughs> I, I think it's the flip side. Okay. I think this could turn out to be really great because Randy Orton coming back could mean that we could see legacy return. The stable. That would be pretty sweet. So we have Cody Rhodes, and it, it'll just be simply for the fact that Randy Orton is like, oh, you guys think you're bad motherfuckers. You, the Judgment Day thinks they're the top fucking stable in the WWE. Let's fucking show them. So then, well, I mean, think about it. You could Randy Orton could restart Legacy with uh, I Cody Rhodes, honestly, and one new person. He could really even start Evolution again. Evolution. Is that would be beast. fucking tits, man. I would love that. I love the Evolution, man. That's one of my fucking favorite stables of all time. That might be my favorite stable of all time. Um, because those guys fucking embodied the heel fucking mentality. That yeah. that whole stable, that was what they were a fucking about. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. He, yeah, he could bring back Evolution and have him, 
be the Triple H. Randy Orton is a Triple H character. You have, uh, but can, can I add yeah, why it's fucking great? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let me hear why it's great. If you stick with legacy, you have two okay. things going for you. You have Randy Orton being a second generation wrestler, and you also have Cody Rhodes being a second generation wrestler, and you also have the history of legacy, right. the stable itself already existing. Yeah. I think what you do with this is you. Uh, I don't know if you have Cody Rhodes go heel, but you take you have them take on the Judgment Day, and, and save the fucking you know yeah, wrestling, yeah. you know the WWE universe from from the Judgment the grips Day. of the Judgment Day, and then you have our Randy Orton pull his fucking snake behavior, and you have the you have Legacy go against the Bloodline. WrestleMania 40, I guess, roughly, like kind of have the story develop in that fashion. And maybe since, you know, fucking Roman Reigns always has somebody helping him out, whether that's fucking Solo Sokoa or Jimmy Uso or fucking Paul Heyman. Yeah. yeah. Now that you have a stable, like you can even the fucking odds, right? So then you have fucking, you have Cody Rhodes win the title at WrestleMania 40, and then you have Randy Orton betray him. And then you have that fucking type that'll be fucking Cody Rhodes title run is going up, going against his fucking mentor or whatever. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fucking, that'd be cool. And then, well, you could even, if you're going with the legacy, you could factor in Jay Uso to that as well. Cause he is also a legacy legacy. wrestler. Oh, so that would make it. That'd be even awesome. Yeah. Cause then that's, that's three of them. And then honestly, if you find one more, then you're even evening uh, the odds against the judgment day. It's four on four. When they're, mm-hmm. If they're going to take them on. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Roman Reigns faction only has three guys in it right now at the moment, right? So, I mean, obviously, they'd maybe have to plus one up. Or maybe one guy leaves from the fucking legacy or whatever. Yeah. But that would be a, a very fucking interesting fucking storyline. Or Roman Reigns. Yeah, the whole fucking bloodline thing starts to fall apart. And that's when you start pushing him to be face once. He's going to lose the title. Yeah. Because now he has no friends. Everybody else has decided to pick their teams right. with, like, legacy or Judgment Day, he's like, yeah. shit, now I actually have to defend my title straight up. Straight up with no help or yeah. no nothing, and yeah. And then, then you can kind of build sympathy in that fashion, and then you have fucking Roman Reigns disappear for, you know, six months to a year or whatever, but anyways. All right, so then where does, okay, so then where does CM Punk fit into all this? Is CM Punk <sighs> going after Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title? Because you know yeah. he's got to do something. Yes. He's got to do... I think he's one of those people that... Oh, shit. Is this your phone? Yeah, I guess so. Sorry about that. Um, I was like, what is playing music? Jesus Christ. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. um, CM Punk, I think, is... (coughs) You just use him for... To build up the next line of wrestlers. Um, I don't know if you put a title on him. I mean, you could could pander to the fans and just give them, like, the fucking world heavyweight title. Who who really gives a shit? I'd rather see him... Duke it out in like long feuds with people so that they build up their mic skills and also, you know, they get elevated so that you don't ha- like you don't have to have Gunther fucking face Seth Rollins for him to be a legitimate wrestler. He's already kind right. of that yeah. already. So you put him in a feud with CM Punk so you can find out if he can cut the fucking promos against him yeah. and if he can wrestle against him and you you put him over CM Punk or whatever. Or maybe you have them lose by <laughs> some bullshit fashion. By nefarious means. Yeah, by nefarious means or whatever. 
So I think that's how you use them mostly. And maybe you give them a little title run at some point for just to pander to the fans. Sure, yeah. So what, what do you what do you think about that? Him kind of being utilized as like a a utility player because then that means he can be protected for majority of the year. He yeah, be a part timer. And he when when he comes back, it's only because he wants to start a meaningful feud against somebody that has to be in the WWE for the next ten years or whatever. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, I think that's something you could do. I think that'd be good. I I don't. I personally don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna go and they're gonna put him straight into the main event title fucking picture somehow. They 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 want want their money's worth. Yeah, they want that immediate fucking. We don't know how long this is gonna last. He's a fucking draw again. Like Triple H says, love him or hate him, the motherfucker's a draw. So again, the heel mentality. If you can convince people that you're a draw, whether you're a fucking good or bad person, doesn't really fucking matter. If you can get eyes on you, you're going to get paid. Right, yeah, absolutely. Heel mentality. Heel mentality. So, yeah, I don't think they're, I think they're going to go put him straight in. I don't know if he's going to go against Roman Reigns. I don't know if he's, the easy choice would be to put him against fucking Seth Rollins. And then mm-hmm. when he wins the title at the Royal Rumble. And it makes sense because it's, they've kind of teased that. With right. The, uh, and then CM Punk enters the Royal Rumble as the world, as the newly crowned world heavyweight champion since he was already in there and he wins the Royal Rumble. He goes to WrestleMania. He defeats fucking Roman Reigns or loses to him, but unifies the title again back into one singular title. And then fucking that way. Uh, if, if he loses, I think that's probably what they do because then I, I just feel like, I just feel like they need to get away from this fucking dual show fucking double roster type thing or whatever i just i don't know just make it just go back to one fucking roster everybody could be on raw anybody could be on smackdown it makes it a little more fucking like unpredictable as to what could happen on each show like the cards could be crazy Mm. who knows like shit could happen um yeah i'm sure it's easier on the guys but like if you know in advance what your storylines are gonna be you don't have to have everybody show up to every fucking show it's also stupid when in order for the story to work, like you have to have somebody else come up, come over to yeah, Raw or SmackDown. It's, it's dumb. Just fucking. I mean, we all know they're on the same company. Fuck, like it's stupid. Yeah, I think they should just do away with that altogether. I was never a fan of the draft. I thought that was the dumbest fucking thing when they first did it back in the day. I never liked that. Um, I always thought it was, it was again. You were. It was trying to recapitalize on the Monday Night Wars by pitting the only two big game around against, but the, it's you're pitting yourself against yourself, basically. It's, em, it's emulating the NFL draft. Kind of, well. yeah. And well, and then you're you're competing against each other. It's Raw versus SmackDown as opposed to WWF versus WCW. You're, you're trying to rekindle that, I feel like. And also, I mean, <laughs> you don't have the same... I mean, because the World Heavyweight title, I mean, whatever title was on Raw was considered the Back then, that was considered the flag. The main title was the World Heavyweight Championship, and the WWE title was considered kind of secondary. Yeah. Now, I feel like it's reversed, obviously, because of the the Roman Reigns holding the title for so long. And honestly, I do feel like back in the past, it was because even when they swapped and the World Heavyweight title went to SmackDown and the WWE title came to Raw, I still feel like the WWE title was fucking held in higher regard. But it looked stupid as fuck because it, it had did. the spinner fucking right. thing. But it I, did. I, I actually, I was of the opposite opinion. I mean, sure... I know that SmackDown was the B show in that time when, yeah. when it was the world heavyweight title. Right. But then, like, they had Arc, you know, Randy Orton and fucking Edge and Batista yeah. and Undertaker and Rey Mysterio. Right. On that roster. So to me, it felt just as good, if not better, than Raw itself. But fuck. I mean, again, it, Raw, whatever titles on Raw is the fucking, the, 
the A list. That was like considered the A list show. Now it's the fucking it's the this this revamped world heavyweight title with Seth Rollins. And honestly, I don't fucking think it's prestigious at all. I don't think it really means shit. It it's it's just kind of it's it's literally was like the consolation prize. And that's what sucks is why did they even bother bringing it back? You should have waited until after Roman Reigns dropped the title if you wanted to bring back another main title. Because like I said, it's just a consolation prize because, oh, well, we can't just... We've had this guy for fucking four years or whatever going around being the same champion, champion yeah. and no one else has had an opportunity to be champion because nobody can beat him. So let's make another equivalent quote-unquote title so that other people can have a chance to be champion too. Okay, well, that's all you're literally doing is making me just think that this is a consolation title, it's, which is kind of what it is. And honestly, nothing shitty against Seth Rollins because I enjoy Seth Rollins. I think he's a good wrestler. But... The way his character is right now, he is playing it up that it's the consolation. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm the world heavyweight champion. I'm crazy. The Joker thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's, I think, I don't think that's helping the quote unquote prestige of the title at all. Uh, When he's, when you have that type of a character as this quote unquote consolation. If you had somebody who was maybe a little more serious. Like Gunther. Yeah, perfect example. That would have, that would be bringing some sort of prestige to the world heavyweight title. And maybe I would be able to consider it kind of on the same level as the universal championship or whatever the fuck. It's yeah. If, they're, if they were to have that whole division between both brands be legitimate, then both titles need to be fucking good. Yeah. And right now the world heavyweight championship is not. That. Correct. Yeah, it's not. So and that's that, that needs to be revolved. That <clears throat> needs to be resolved at some point. So I don't know how Agreed. that's going to be remedied. Well, maybe. Well, maybe that's where CM Punk comes in, and they're going to okay. Well, maybe they're not going to throw him against Roman Reigns, but hey, maybe we can give some legitimacy to this title by putting it on Punk. And Punk goes around, and maybe he actually does legitimately defend it and wrestle guys and fucking takes it seriously. And not that I'm saying Seth Rollins isn't taking it seriously, but you have him be the fucking the character that's behind it. CM Punk, I think, brings more legitimacy to it and more weight to the title being relevant and then you have him fight whoever. And then that leaves Cody Rhodes that, that, that allows Cody Rhodes to go on and face Roman Reigns again for his redemption arc. Cause I do think that's due. I think that's what it's, I think that's due, even I, though I kind of don't care anymore, but guess what, man, if I fucking finally see Cody Rhodes win the fucking title at WrestleMania, I dad. might cry. dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to fuck I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I might cry. I'm going to fucking cry. I'm if, sure. You know, who's going to cry is his fucking brother, dude. Of course. Of course he's going to cry because this is what their dad never fucking could get. He could never get the fucking machine. And what sucks is Vince really isn't make calling the shots anymore, I guess. He's not the final say. So if that storyline does happen, they never actually got legitimized Vince finally giving him the nod. It could have just been forced by the other company or by the heads of the company saying, no, no, no. We want Cody Rhodes to be the guy that takes this. We think he's, you know, he's a good face. He's, he's a good dude. He's a decent. Yeah, he's a decent man. It's he's due. Like I feel like that would be, which kind of somewhat undercuts it. And I don't want to undercut it because I still think him wearing a WWE World Championship is what will fucking, I don't know, winning it at WrestleMania. Even I think will, it'll be fulfilling for a lot of people that grew up watching. I mean, I, that's a that's another seminal moment that cannot be had on fucking AEW. Right. Yeah. Uh, for people that were, you know, young fans in the 90s or even shit. If, if you were a fan of wrestling back in the fucking 70s and 80s and you got to see all these legacy families be created with like the Rhodes family and shit, if you get to see Seth, Ro- Seth Rollins, you get to see Cody Rhodes become champion. I think it'll mean a lot to wrestling fans in general. And 
again, it's just another kick in the fucking nuts to AEW. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. But, yeah, AEW, man. Sucks I, for uh, them. Sucks to suck, bro. I, and I, uh, If I had to be realistic, though, I, I am concerned that we could be crossing that territory once more where Cody Rhodes will be, again, relegated to the fucking mid-carter. Oh, yeah. I, well, that's what, that's what I was saying with the CM Punk thing. I, I, my personal opinion is I think they're going to go CM Punk. He's probably going to go against fucking... Because uh, Cody and, and Rollins don't seem to be... They're not going to fight right now. They're, they're buddies. They're essentially friends right now after this... Kind of. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the feeling I got from this. Is they're at least neutral towards each other. I don't think they're gonna fucking fight each other. I don't think that storyline makes sense. I. I also don't think it makes sense for Punk to to go after someone who isn't Roman Reigns. I just feel like that's if you want to get your money. If the WWE wants to get its money, it's gonna have fucking Roman Reigns and CM Punk. Right. That's that's what they're gonna fucking be hyping up for fucking WrestleMania. I feel like that's, the best part of that would be. It sucks because I know it's true. Is that you have fucking Paul Heyman in the corner of Roman Reigns? So you know, oh, know that you know you know what's gonna be good, dude. What if the ultimate fucking Paul Heyman turns finally on the bloodline and rejoins? Oh with my CM god, Punk, dude. dude! I might come in my pants yeah, like if my, that happened. My dick would be so hard. For that. And then and then you get for the rest of fucking I don't know for the next year or however long he holds the title, you get Paul Heyman. Just being a fucking straight, instead of worshiping this this Roman Reigns or whatever, he's like, finally, finally, I can get out of this fucking cult that I was in, and now I can just be Paul freaking Heyman again. No longer the wise man. Oh man, he'll just—he's the active fucking shit talker. Yeah. Oh, that would be fucking. That would be fucking awesome too. I don't know, man. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that this could go. It, yeah, I. But I do feel as though, I think the IC title is still going to be. Of interest to people to watch because yeah. Gunther's a great champion. Absolutely. Um, it just it's concerning to me if Shinsuke Nakamura, because dude, man, some of the shit he's been doing because they he's not fucking with like English. Like he's been doing yeah. all his promos in Japanese, yeah, yeah. and he's been talking shit about Seth Rollins about how his back is going to give out, and he's going to torture him and do all these horrible <laughs> things. And the I mean, he's like a fucking JoJo character, dude. Yeah. He's fucking great. Like he's so animated and flamboyant and everything and i feel like he's gonna be one of the casualties of cm punk coming back like i really feel that in my heart and I, it's gonna kill me because i love shinsuke nakamura dude yeah so do i man so i don't know what do you think about that i, I think that's fucking sad i think that's depressing because like do you think it's true though yeah i do think he, well i don't know if he will be i don't know if he will specifically be a target i do know that there will be multiple dudes that are going to be casualties as a result of cm punk and randy orton coming back i don't know i it's it's questionable who those guys are ultimately going to be. Mm. I do think fucking Cody Rhodes might end up being one of those. I like you said. I think maybe Shinsuke might end up being one of those. I, we don't know. Time will tell as we see and watch. Now, now, okay. Now I'm interested. See, now I'm back in. I was casually dabbling in WWE. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things brewing. Dude. Yes, like and now they've with this whole this Survivor Series pay per view it. As it always, as the WWE always does, it has reinfected me and it sucked me fucking back in now. And now I'm interested again. It's just like daytime television or soaps or whatever the fuck reality shows that 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 women like to watch. This is what it is for men. They 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 have sports entertained me back into the fucking fold. And I have to say, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm you know? not. I'm not mad either, dude. So especially, I'm honestly actually quite glad because like 
I haven't really been buying AEW pay-per-views because I haven't really been thinking that they've really been worth it, essentially. They haven't. And Which not for the because, price tag. Because MJF is like kind of yeah, the hallmark. He is. I think he's a watch. great yeah, I think he's a great champion. I think he's but with the, the rest, who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit about the rest? That's the problem. And God, imagine if MJF eventually came to the WWF, oh, man. Oh, oh, dude, that would be straight. <laughs> that'd be straight Moita. A Moita. Yeah, dude, that would be it for fucking them for sure. But anyways, time will tell. Uh, I do think we're going to start doing this, the wrestling one more more frequently. Oh, dude. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start happening at least once a month, minimally. I think it might even be going every week. We'll see, dude, because... If if the if the if the if the content continues to support it, I vaguely have been following Raw and SmackDown. Oh, now I I'm mean, watching every fucking every yeah, week. Like, Mon- like Monday Night Raw tomorrow. Oh. What, after because this you know once this episode airs, it's gonna be you know a yeah. week, week after the fact. But I know for a fact. Well, actually, no, that's not technically. Well, no, true, I'm putting you're this put up. It, you're it up yeah. as soon as we finish recording. Yeah. It, so so then, no, it will actually be available to you prior yeah. to Monday Night Raw happening tonight yeah. essentially yeah when you're so, probably listening to this yeah so uh i'm just fucking i'm gonna be honest i haven't been this excited to watch raw in like quite some time which yeah. is fucking hilarious because we just had fucking edge which everybody thought oh wow it's so fucking crazy that edge uh, <laughs> would jump ship to AEW. and you know what man i totally forgot about that yeah <laughs> That's how fucking terrible. That's like, how fucking garbage. Not, that's how a, a non-factor. Yeah, it was really yeah. when looking at it. Is CM Punk coming to the WWE made me completely forget. I, yeah, it's like I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, oh. Edge is over there. Here's another fucking thing that's interesting. So, in the absence of fucking Roman Reigns at the pay per view, AB testing, dude, because you you see what happens when you right. when, when something happens when you put it there versus what when it's not the app there. when it's yeah. when it's not the absence of it. Roman Reigns was not at the pay-per-view, which is a great thing because that means the ship can be moved on without his presence. I mean, granted, right. it's with the the presence of CM Punk, but yeah, what does that say about the champion, dude? Is that I think it's, I think it's kind of a, a little bit of a terrible thing. Is that for, for your rate your ratings polar, Roman Reigns being absent, and this being the most viewed Survivor Series of all time. I think it's indicative of the fact that people are just kind of getting over Roman Reigns being the champion. Yeah. uh, And that's not to say that he's been a bad champion. I think he's, I think for the amount of time he's been doing this, I think he's, I think he's done a pretty good job so far. mm -hmm. I do think that his storyline is starting to get a little bit boring. It's starting, it's getting stale. And I also think that, it's time for a change. I don't think it needs to happen right now. I think WrestleMania 40 is where it happens. I think yeah. that's where you do it. Yeah. I think that's the only way that you fucking do it. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to see what happens because that will, that will result in likely the end of the Bloodline saga. I feel like once he's no longer champion, they're, they're, the other two are going to go off on their own. Jimmy and Jay might fucking reunite. Who, who the fuck knows? Um... But that would make okay. So, if we are talking about Randy Orton, because he's not going to be in the main event picture. I don't. I don't. I think that's done because he, yeah, he's got to yeah. protect his back and right. Because he had, I, he's had all these injuries, and I think if they're going to protect him for as long as he wants to do this, then he has to do matches that are not so fucking demanding. Yeah. So I think you put him in a tag team, which possibly leads to Cody Rhodes being like not. 
taking a step upwards, but a step sideways again. I know he was already tag team champions with fucking Jay Uso, but again, like the legacy thing, if they do the stable yeah. thing, like it'd be interesting. Cause then if they do, if the fallout of the bloodline eventually happens where Jimmy and Jay Uso reunited, then maybe the tag titles become a little bit more interesting with like old heads and new heads. Yeah. You know, it, it'll maybe feel like it was back in the fucking day, you know, in the early 2000s when, I mean, you had fucking Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri or even Eddie, Gu- yeah. Eddie Guerrero and Ch- Chavo. And, I mean, not that they had a chance of fucking winning the titles or anything, but the Basham brothers, fucking yeah. M-, M to M. Right, yeah. Um, Just, like, all those people, like, because the tag team titles were kind of fucking sweet, dude. Like, they were kind of awesome. And yeah, I think it, the tag team division is a fucking very useful fucking division. Yeah. And I think that they need to bring back they need to bring back the prestige of it, you know? So anyways. Uh oh, I was going to say that definitely this is gonna be happening. I said that already, where this is this podcast is happening more often. It's probably gonna be I'm saying it's at least once a month, but likely it's it could end up being weekly. Um also uh I have an idea for the Royal Rumble. All right. I think uh, I got I got to take All right, all right. Well, I'll I'll just you gotta hold it down. Yeah, yeah, I'll hold it down. So, while Adam is gone, I just would like to take this opportunity to say to the people who listen to us, particularly I would be referring to the people in Belgium because they are such you are you are our our staunchest ally, one of. Obviously our fans here in America they're the biggest number, but internationally, Belgium is is by far number one. We say it all the time. Um, I would like to let you guys know that we will soon, in the coming months, it's going to likely be sometime after the first of the year. We're going to be launching our our. We're going to be launching some merch. All right, we're going to be launching some launching some shirts, maybe some hats, maybe some bumper stickers, I, you know, maybe just regular stickers. I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to be, we're, we're working that right now. We're working out the logistics of that and we're, we're putting the designs together. Uh, it's going to be quite spectacular and I hope everybody likes it. Not just the fans in Belgium, but everybody in general. And it would be nice if you guys, you know, felt the urge to support us somehow by, by purchasing some of this stuff. Uh, it would be quite great. Um, anyways, all right, Adam's come back now. So that's enough of me shilling the, the potential merchandise that's coming out now. (laughs) So anyways, um, for the Royal Rumble and potentially pay-per-views going forward for the WWE at least, I think we should start doing it's not necessarily gonna be live broadcast with the pay-per-view yet, because I don't necessarily know how to do that right away. Okay. But I'm kind of thinking that maybe we should watch the pay-per-view like live and do a like do like a like podcast of us just reacting just reacting to the just talking shit. Just talking shit while it's happening. And you know, we can we can maybe also Kind of, and it's not so. It's, so we're not just doing what we what what I went on a tirade about how I hate React videos uh, the other week. So we're not just doing that. Maybe we can also kind of do somewhat of our own play by play commentary a little bit, talking shit with a little bit of commentary, just to kind of mix it up and be funny. I don't know. All right, because that might turn into a four hour file. Oh, it will be. Yeah, hundred so. percent. That's gonna be pretty fucking large, and I don't know if it's gonna be able to. Yeah, it'll fit on the thing. They could. I can. We can. There's no time limit. And then if I needed to, I'll chop it up into two episodes if it's too big for the now it definitely won't go on YouTube, but it'll go on the podcast hosting website. They can I can do it as long, many hours as many many file sizes as I want. They'll 
they'll allow. So I don't know. It's just a thought. Oh no, I'm I'm down to do it. Just, All right. Uh, yeah. The only thing I was saying is that you know. The file oh, the file size, size will be huge, but yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, it is what it is. It if uh, if it's like I don't know. Hopefully, it's it's under fucking five gigs, but <laughs> I don't know. I think it. I think it roughly translates to like a gig per hour ish. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a little less than that. Mm. Uh, maybe it's like like 400 megabytes or 350 per gig or yeah. per hour. But either way, I mean, I'm okay with it being a huge ass fucking file size. Like whatever. People are just streaming it anyway. It's not like they're actually downloading it to their phone for the most yeah. part. Yeah. So um, that would be. I think that would be kind of kind of cool to do. So and then eventually, and, and I'm hoping. I was I was saying for Royal Rumble for sure because i'm thinking that's when i'm gonna have the, the garage studio done yeah and then my my goal is i'm going to actually be replacing this tv so i'm gonna i wanted to take this tv and mount it in the garage mm. and then like we could we could do you know just have it up so like when we get our sound guy finally mm. that'll be hooked up to a computer and then like oh they can be like they can put shit up on the screen because i want to kind of start doing video mm of these as well eventually because okay. i think that's people fucking for some reason love that shit so yeah i mean might as well fucking do it it's not like it hurts us right so i can just get some of those little gopros off temu for like 20 bucks and fucking put it up right so anyways all right so that was that was that so anyways you got anything else um no i mean shit i did have so <clears throat> there were some sources that provided information on Sources, you say? Yes. Uh, Dave Meltzer from Fightful Selects. Oh, oh Meltzer. But, Eric Bischoff hates him. Yeah. So does fucking uh, everybody else. <laughs> hey, but, it'd be a cool guy to talk to, though. Uh, so I don't think this was from actually from him. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was. I'm not sure. I think it was. It's from Fightful. Fightful? Like Patreon? Yeah, yeah. Because I guess that's how this guy is like selling. Makes his money. Well, he used to sell like a, a newsletter every month. It was yeah. like a monthly you could subscribe to and you'd get all the dirt. It was like a dirt sheet is what they called it. Yeah. But and now with technology, I guess it's Patreon. So. Yeah. So shit. Is there anything worth uh, just kind of like, I guess, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre dash. Well, I don't know if it was that, but basically not pleased with uh the pay-per-view for whatever reason that's not it's not stated why that was the case if it was directly related to cm punk or if it was or the fact that he's just been kind of like floating around in the fucking wwe not giving he very well could be one of those guys that's uh displaced by the cm punk and randy orton return i'm sure potential. i'm sure it didn't help i'm it, sure it, it does not help. yeah does not help um talent was notified in advance about cm, CM punk. punk but i think it was like at the last minute um those we spoke to claimed that Vince McMahon has, was not involved in the decision. It was Nick Khan and Triple H that made the call. Uh, and I think, so it says, Vince McMahon had once shot the idea down of CM Punk possibly returning when he was part of, uh, was it Fox Sports when oh, they had the Talking yeah, yeah. Smack program? Right. Um, so and that, Fox wanted so him. So it could have been, been back then. Yeah. Was, but Vince shot Shot that down. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. If you have the fucking Patreon, go support the son of a bitch because at least he's providing 
information or sports entertainment. <laughs> he's providing, he's helping to keep you sports entertained, yeah. just like we are, hopefully providing you with the ability to become and maintain your being sports entertained. Yeah, I got to be honest, man, like doing this podcast again, like with this kind of urgency. Oh, man, it feels good. It, it feels fucking good. Because yeah, man. This is one of the podcasts it, we've kind of neglected. Yeah. And, it feels important, man. Yeah. Like, it feels like, and granted, maybe we've just needed something fucking to happen. Yeah. And, well, again, like you said, now we've been sucked back into wrestling. So, I mean, full tilt, at least for me, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think the photo, and just kind of to cap off the, the episode with uh, the tweet that Triple H made <laughs> is like one of the coldest things ever. Yeah. Cold day in hell. What a cold day in hell it is. Yeah. And it's the two it, of them fucking, fucking too, shaking hands, man. Holy shit, man. Because after, you know, CM Punk left in 2014 with all the shit he said about Vince McMahon yeah. probably being in bad hands and all the ice cream bar shit. And, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be so great because now that they have the, the media scrums, dude. Cause oh, he had, yeah. Because CM Punk had that fucking moment where he's like, oh, I work with fucking children. And he had like this whole thing with the fucking muffins. It was yeah. great. Like, I can't wait. For not only the matches of CM Punk and him doing his cutting promos on Raw and oh, wrestling, yeah, but the media scrums when he gets to fucking talk like and say whatever he wants, whatever he yeah. wants, man. Oh, it's gonna be so fucking. I am sports entertained right now, dude. <laughs> oh, highly fucking sports entertained. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next. So, uh, yeah, we will be this week watching Raw for sure, and uh, I don't know. Maybe SmackDown. We'll see what goes on there. Maybe check the highlights of that. And then uh, we'll probably check the highlights of what the fuck's going on in AEW just to keep up with it. Yeah. But uh, we will. you should definitely stay tuned again for next week. And uh, we will definitely be doing another one of these for sure. Oh, you know who I would love to see go against CM Punk, dude? Who's that? Because not only are they good on the mic, but they're also good in the ring. It's CM Punk and fucking uh, Kevin Owens. Oh, dude, that'd be cool. That would be that, good. No titles needed because both of yep. them are fucking awesome. Don't need titles for that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Hey, you know what else would be cool that just gave me an idea right now that popped in my head for, for this podcast or whatever is uh, maybe now that we're doing this wrestling one again, maybe we should like try to get some of those dudes that do like the local wrestling, like that go to like the VFW and like Norco. <laughs> like maybe we try to get them for an interview to yeah. see what that's like. That'd maybe we cool. should just go to one and just be like, hey man, you assholes want to be on a podcast? Like... <laughs> They might do it if we paid them 20 bucks. Like, yeah. fuck, they're out there getting their ass whipped for fucking 20 bucks. Yeah, getting paid 60 for, you know, to talk. Yeah. Talk some shit. Or right? Whatever. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Spare their body. Yeah, man. An shit. hour of pain. Yeah, an hour of pain, and they could talk for a couple hours. You know what? Once we get the garage studio fucking hooked up, yeah. we're, well, then we'll do it. Then we'll, then we'll get them. Oh, we'll I, don't, I, don't, I, like, I mean, not to say I'm not down for all these ideas, yeah. but, man, so much shit's going on. There is so much. <laughs> like, hey, man. I, I'll just concentrate We'll just concentrate on making the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, man. We <laughs> let the other fo- pieces fall. Yeah. Place. We but we, we gotta have we gotta have an idea guy. All right. That's yeah. that's that's what I'm doing. I'm just throwing out the ideas yeah. and seeing seeing what sticks. You know how many ideas we've thrown out that have not made the cut? Yeah. Tons. But we would have never got to this point with all these good ideas if we would have just kept all the bad ideas back. Like right. you know, you just gotta throw everything out there and see what sticks. Yeah. So. Anyways, all right. Well, is that all you have for this uh, Fuck, episode? Fuck, man. We put an hour and 50 minutes. Jesus Christ. We did almost two hours. I hope you guys fucking enjoy this I episode. hope you fucking appreciate this shit, all right? I, <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing it. So did I, man. It's good shit. Yes, and I, I'm sorry we fucking neglected this goddamn podcast, dude. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very I'm, un, I'm very fucking... I'm sad. Hopefully, we'll be back to fucking more meat-slapping... 
Oh yes, big, big so, meaty men slapping. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Only here on the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Um, so yeah, if you could be so inclined, maybe you could give us a follow on our Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine, or you can also follow along on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. And of course, I'm sure you probably know you can go check out our website, GameRageMagazine.com, for all of your game rage and podcasting podcasting and content providing needs so with that i would say this is going to be the end of the episode so thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next one that was another wonderful amazing powerful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, the natural lad, Jet Swag. If there's one podcast, one show you should be listening to, that you should be absolutely grateful for, it's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should, then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love. And show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag. Jet Swag.